Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's in this league. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back, everybody. Hour three of In This League on the Sports Radio. That means myself, Scott Bogman, and Casey Bubba. Follow him on the Twitter at BDNTrick. And Casey, you know, it's. Thursday night late as we're recording this, and we had two candidates that nobody actually really likes in a head-to-head battle um, of saying and doing nothing at all to make any type of positive change. I'm, of course, talking about the Eagles and Giants on Thursday night football. Um, I mean, what's in rougher shape right now, Thursday night football with the Eagles and Giants or the country because of the two people in debate? And up for this election. I mean, come on. Well, they say the NFL runs the world, so it might be the, the Eagles and the Giants. So <laughs> regardless, we were all screwed on Thursday night from the hours of about 8 Eastern to 10 Eastern time or maybe 11 Eastern. It was it was bad regardless. Oh, my good God. It was so gross, this football. Now, it turned into a really good game, and we're going to break it down uh, a little bit in the next segment, of course. But uh, you said you were flipping back and forth because the football was so bad. You'd actually rather watch the debate. And, you know, we're not going to get political at all here. (laughs) But uh, I would rather, like, there are so many other things I would rather watch than uh, any presidential debate. And I know that's, you know, a lot of people disagree with that sentiment and everything. But I just can't. That stuff makes me too mad, man. I can't sit yeah. and watch all of it. So that's that's what happened to me. I usually never watch them at all unless I, I want to laugh because I know there'll be some stupid comedy to it. But all like I told you earlier, it just made me more and more angry. I just turned it off and put football back on. So that's where yeah. I went. And the game turned into a really fun one down the stretch. And uh, you know, uh, our guy Boston Scott came up with a big score late. I was looking at his stats late in the fourth quarter, going, come on, this guy. He's got seven points here in PPR. This is a pathetic effort, but he turned it on. So we're going to break down this Thursday night football game, talk about two a time in uh, Miami as well, and then uh, check our bets for this week's game. So be sure you are sticking with us for hour three. It's in this league on the sports grid, and we'll be right back after this. (laughs) 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn-up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Chris Welsh said you were coming. What else did he say? He said you were the best in the parsec. Scott Bogman, former Imperial Sharpshooter. That's not saying much. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Please excuse his lack of decorum. In this league... This is the way. Stop touching things. Welcome back, everybody. In this league, on the sports grid, get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports. I'm joined by Casey Baba at Pediatric on the Twitter machine. And Casey, please tell everyone where they can find all of your great work that you do. Yeah, all of it's always uh, tweeted out many times on the Twitter at Pediatric, but... Um, I'm writing my written work over at rotoballer.com right now, a little bit at Fantasy Sports Degens. But the podcast you want is Benched with Bubba. That's what I'm doing at least once a week on Sunday nights with Bat Flip Crazy. But uh, every so often, I'm trying to get back to twice a week. And this past week, I had James Anderson from Rotowire on, a good friend of the Welsh's for Prospect One. And he joined me. To t- we talked over 30 first and second year players and how they might be portrayed in 2021. So I think that's a good one for the, you uh, fantasy baseball diehards that uh, can't stop getting ready for the upcoming season, but otherwise just uh, all kinds of other podcasts. I do check it all out over there. Very, very nice. And uh, I mean, how hard we're, we're just the biggest Rays fans. Is it you and me and uh, Jason Collette, right? Those are the, the yet, biggest raised fans in the world right now. Yes. Big, big fans. It's, it's, it's pretty funny too, because I have a lot of Dodgers friends here and we joke about it. It's no big deal, but man, if you go to Twitter streets, I'm like super villain number one. To some people. really like, like I have a, there's a couple of people that take it very seriously and I'm so you, if you can't figure out I'm joking by now I don't know why you've been hanging out and talking to me for so long but like I played golf at a tournament this past week with a good buddy of mine who had Dodgers shorts on and <laughs> I, I just spent 18 holes with him and we just made fun of literally the first hole I have my Giants ball marker on the green and he goes I can't put next to that and I said 32 years right is that how far it was 32 years <laughs> and I just got the fu, and he went and put it anyways. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's fun to have those nice rivals. Uh, I, you know, uh, Welsh and I, I didn't really know many Dodger fans uh, before uh, starting ITL. So we have a couple in the army. I think they're obviously people that understand it, don't get butt hurt 
when uh, we make fun of the Dodgers. I, honestly, we make fun of the Diamondbacks way more than we make fun of the Dodgers. Well, and it's all in so. fun. It's like, come on, this is what rivalries are for. It's not like we're sitting here like, we'll never talk to you again. We can never be friends. We can never like hang out. Like That's ridiculous. And by the way, one thing, I don't want to sidetrack the entire show, but if people are listening to this, they should obviously be listening to the ITL podcast throughout the week. And I, I tweeted it out, but like, I try not to pick sides. Obviously, I record with you every week, so you definitely are higher in favor with, with, with me most <laughs> of the time. But I try to keep it pretty even with like my stepbrothers over here. And when the Welsh went on his diatribe of how he's picking the Dodgers and rooting for the Dodgers, that's just like he's gone. He's, he's, <laughs> he's cast away. Like You sure are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> from the guy who just said everyone should understand i'm joking uh yeah yeah no i t- i totally get it too i mean he blindsided me with that and that was the point the whole point was to to hit me hard over the head with it and uh so i i had you know no argument to come back and i was i was stunned you know i mean and i think i think what i said on that show still stands and i think the fact that you know Number one, the Welsh doesn't go to as many games as I do. So he doesn't have to sit that often in the the sea of Dodger fans that come in during a Diamondbacks game. And number two, I was at the Dodgers game uh, when they eliminated the Diamondbacks from the playoffs in 2017. You know, they had that fun wild card game against the Rockies, the one where Archie hit the triple and everyone went nuts. Goldie had a leadoff homer in, in the uh, the first inning. Um to put us up early, that was a fun game, but that series, we got swept right out by the Dodgers. They were great that year. Probably would have won the World Series if the Astros weren't cheating. But, uh, you know, it was um, it was one of those things. And, and the funniest part about that is, yes, the Dodger fans were abundant and obnoxious. The Diamondback fans were worse. They were they were worse. My, my buddy, this guy, is standing in front of my buddy, and I'm going, yeah, you're right. You, you took us down this rabbit hole. That's fine. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the, um, this guy stands in front of us to show us the liquor he's uh, to show his buddies the liquor he snuck in. And uh, my buddy, who's six five, by the way, says, Hey, man, can you sit down? I can't see through. You're not a window. He's like, Oh, my bad. And he sits down. And the guy next to him, another Diamondback fan, goes, Why don't you relax? And I said, Why don't you shut up? Watch the game. <laughs> You know, the, the, we don't make the playoffs all the time. We're not the Dodgers. So we're trying to enjoy this playoff game. It was during a Goldie at bat, too. So, um, you know, and the, and it's surprising to me that, that that was the one game. I mean, until we were walking away and we heard the Dodgers fans celebrating and stuff, mm-hmm. that, that hurt, of course. But, uh, you know, they still haven't won, like you said, 32 years. And, so. and the thing is, like, they're a very, very good baseball team. I, I enjoy, like, it's, like, I agree with the part where they're the well run, too. And it's yeah. hard not to root for Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger and Clay. Like, cause they're good dudes. Like, like they're good ball players. But in the grand scheme of things, they have an L and an A on their hat. They're blue and they're white. And that just <laughs> I was born and raised that we just can't root for you. That's just the way it's going to go. Like, I'll say uh, congratulations if they win it. But it, when they lose in six to the Rays, it is what it is. Right. I can see. By the way, you're wearing a, a Giants orange shirt right no. now. Oh, it's Wisconsin. I'm colorblind, apparently. So uh, I, I don't know. Or it's an old shirt. I can't tell. One of the two, but uh, smells good at least. Smells good, yeah. That, I mean, that's all that matters. So looks good too. So I just thought I was like, was he golfing today? I mean, I think it's a work day. He's in that giant no, shirt at the Wisconsin. Oh, it was today. Yeah. Okay, hey. yeah, yeah. No, it's a work day. Who cares? We're golfing. Yeah. We're golfing. No big deal. Uh, all right. So let's get back to this Thursday night football game. And um, you know, it was a fun one between the Eagles and Giants. The the play was horrid in the first half. 
you know, the, the Eagles look to kind of be running away with it because the Giants just could not do a thing with the football. They had five first downs going into the first half. Danny Dimes looked horrific. The run game was non-existent. And the one great pass that Daniel Jones had was to Golden Tate for a touchdown. He had another pretty one to Evan Ingram, bounced off his hands immediately into uh, Jalen Mills' hands, and the Eagles picked off the ball. So I I thought it was admirable, admirable, admirable. I don't think I'm saying that right, but anyway, you guys know what I mean. For the Giants to come back and go up in this game. So uh, it was, uh, they had one good drive the whole game, and it was the one that put them up. But uh, I thought the play calling from Philly was atrocious. I thought the offensive line play, I mean, it hasn't been, it wasn't worse than it has been all year. It was still really, really bad. But this was an ugly game all the way around, especially for the first three quarters. Uh, I guess what thing, the, the Eagles wound up winning 22 21, by the way, if I haven't said that yet. But um, what was the one thing in this game that stood out to you positively or negatively for the Giants? Let's start there. Well, you always need a good comedic relief. And watching Daniel Jones trip on his own feet, that's impressive. That's great stuff. Like, I just that pretty much summed up the game at that point in time. So that that was good. I guess I, it was such a bad game where I don't really care who won or lost in the end. So I was looking at a fantasy standpoint and seeing Sterling Shepard return and actually have a very, like, pivotal – like, he played well. That was big for me. Got a touchdown. Uh, got about uh, eight or nine targets, five or six catches. Like, he was very, very formidable. So that was big. Uh, another injury to the running back situation. So now Wayne Gallman takes over. And he looked decent. He actually looked good, especially late in the game. So you have a few things you can take away from it. But, man, like, I thought Danny Jones was going to take a step forward this year. And I know that the Giants aren't great around and The supporting cast is rough at times. But he just looks lost. Yeah, I mean – when you look at the overall numbers, they're not horrible. 20 of 30, 187 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. He got sacked three times and he had 92 yards rushing. So that's like a Lamar Jackson kind of a stat line, uh, you know, but I, I, my neighbors had to have thought that they were burning a witch down here because I was cackling so loud and so hard when Daniel Jones tripped over his own feet because it wasn't like it wasn't a, Oh, he just went down. You saw him and you could see it on his face. He knew it like five yards before he actually fell that he was running top heavy. He was running with his head over his whole body. And instead of upright, like Forrest Gump, you got to run like Forrest Gump when you're uh, that far out. But he's so not used to being that far out in front of everybody. By the way, I love the, the stat cast 21 miles per hour uh for danny dimes on that run that's he, he, you know, he needed to work on his baywatch skills he was quite top heavy he was he was exactly <laughs> but with that we got to hit a break so when we come back we'll close out this thursday night football game and start looking at week the rest of week seven we'll be right back after this sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. Full shirt. Holy mother forking shirt balls. Welcome back, everybody. It's In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. We're also on the Mightier 1090 in San Diego. And uh, the, the, the Welsh, the Bubba and I, at Mediantric on the Twitter, at Boston Sports for me. We're talking about this Thursday night football game. We talked about the Giants side. The Eagles side, uh, you know, the end of the day, Carson Wentz, a lot like Danny, Danny Dimes. Good line here. 25 of 43. Completion percentage a little wonky, but... Uh, 359 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. The run game was almost non-existent for them. I mean, uh, Boston Scott grinded out 46 yards on 12 rushes. Huntley ran two times for 13 yards. Uh, Deshaun had a rush. He got hurt, by the way. He might be done for good. That did not look fun. Uh, Boston Scott had a nice night receiving three for 46 in the big game-winning touchdown. Um, This is interesting because we know Ertz is out. Goddard might be coming back next week, so this might be. And I had Richard Rodgers in a couple leagues and didn't start him because I had Tanyan, but he had eight targets, six catches for eighty-five yards. Fulgham eleven targets, five catches for seventy-three. Boston Scott caught the touchdown. Greg Ward had a touchdown as well. But this offense, I feel like, not only is it the bad offensive line play, we know that the offensive line is bad, and they're not going to get much better. I mean, Lane Johnson is doing his damnedest to stay out on the field. You know, there's no way he should have started this game. He played as hard as he could and then got a knee injury to tack on top of that ankle injury. But some of the play calling has been so bad for this team. Like if Doug Peterson hadn't won a Super Bowl, this is a game where if I'm the owner of the Eagles, I'm firing him immediately the the, the the giants were pathetic tonight and they almost won they probably should have won yeah uh, there's a couple bad penalties uh at the end of the game i mean that that bradbury pi was garbage uh that should not have been called but um the, the like running the ball with jalen hurts throwing screen passes on third and six in your own territory uh running trick plays when your offense has had no steam at all. These are just these are rookie coach mistakes that you shouldn't have from a Super Bowl winning veteran. So I think I'm going to put the bad performance for the Eagles 
more on Doug Peterson than I am on the offensive line woes and Carson Scott. What do you think about uh, that call? Yeah, does uh, Peterson think he's, you know, the Saints and you have Taysom Hill or something? Like, the play calling blew my mind because I hate it when the Saints do it. And, like, it, I don't mind if they want to give Jalen Hurts some run, but give him right. run. Don't bring him into the gadget. Like, that's just – that's silly talk there. So, that was annoying. Um, the play calling, yeah, was was really atrocious. The old line's bad, and, and like, you got to give a little bit there, like you were saying. But at the same time, you're, you're setting these guys up for failure with the way things were going. I think they should be glad they snuck out of this one with the W, their second one of the season. And uh, Wentz got it done. He made some great throws. That, that throw to Boston Scott was impressive. It was perfect, like literally on a dime. That was great. But it, it's just t- tough because you mentioned Goddard's coming back. That could be good. But, you know, Rodgers played well. Fulgham had a good game. He had 11 targets only five catches. So, like, inefficiency, not the greatest. Uh, it's not his fault, most likely. But um, it's just a bad, bad team playing another bad team. And, They've happened to win by one point. That's about the best I can say about it. Right, right. So moving forward, um, if Miles Sanders has to miss next week too, what is your confidence level in starting a guy like Boston Scott? Let me see who the Eagles next week. Um, they have the Cowboys. Oh, you, on yeah, start Monday them. night football. <laughs> yeah. Start them. That defense might be worse than their own line. <laughs> it is. I mean, like, I'll vouch for that. You're going to stack either tight end, Rodgers or Goddard. Fulgham's going to get his, his action. Scott's great. Ward might even be worth a shot to look like. This is disgusting already. Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same way. Like, they're, playing, they're playing the Washington football team. And I'm sitting there with Kyle Allen, McLaurin. Like, I'm just going through all these guys. And I'm like, oh, no, this is disgusting. This is Dude, I don't. I'm in a couple leagues. Uh, where I have an okay quarterback or something, I'm actually going to start Kyle Allen because that I literally is- told someone hit me up on Twitter again. If you want to hit me up, I'll help you out, answer questions the best I can. But um, somebody asked me with the COVID issues with the Raiders, do you risk it with their uh, with Carr or would you play Kyle Allen? I said COVID or no COVID, I play Kyle Allen in his matchup versus the Cowboys instead of Carr. That was yeah. me. I, I I know we talked about it even last season with the Panthers. Allen's not great. We're not going to say that, but he's a usable quarterback. Like when you need them and in a matchup against the Cowboys, I don't see what the big deal is. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, people don't want to start Kyle Allen because he's Kyle Allen. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I know people want to bench Tannehill because they're playing Pittsburgh this week. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to start Kyle. Allen. Tannehill's too hot. Yeah. Well, look, we all know you write him love letters and you know, his home address and you want to start a life with him and everything. We get it, Bubba. You like, Hey, when, we, when we talk when we talk next Thursday and you're wearing the L from Tannehill, it's gonna be so great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Look, the the Titans have been playing great, but uh, you know the Titans are using this uh, this whole um, you oh, know uh, the the COVID. Uh, everyone's mad at us. Blah blah blah. Well, how about they made us take our buy in week four for the Steelers? Yeah. So okay. let's go get them. Let, let's well, go get him. That's Patriots made the Dolphins take a bye this week, so we get Tua time a week early. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Tua, Tua time. Well, let's talk about that. So um, Ryan Fitzpatrick says he's heartbroken over yeah. being benched. And, you know, it, it sucks to see it for a guy that has played pretty well this year. Uh, he's got your Dolphins, uh, you know, in a playoff spot right now, I think. So uh, they're they're playing well and they're functioning on offense with you know look parker's good i like preston williams i like mike is 
the offensive line is still, uh, you know, a work in progress, I would say. And I like Miles Gaskin, but I don't think he's your long to your long term solution at running back. Um, I was a little surprised to see uh, Tua get in the game last week. Of course, it was a romp. I mean, you're pounding the Jets into the ground, which uh, you love to see it. You know what I mean? Uh, You love to see. You love to see Adam Gase just get hammered into the ground. We love that. But, um, you know, the offensive line still, I think, allows the least amount of time for Fitzpatrick to get rid of the ball. Now, he's a vet. Uh, and two is coming off the hip. So I'm, I'm not too worried. I think if Tua wasn't healthy, they wouldn't put him in there. So I think he's healthy, but, uh, you know, we've seen bad stuff happen to him before. So I'm a little surprised they're going to him this quick, but I'm all about it. You know, look, you gotta, you gotta hand the reins over to the guy you, uh, picked fourth overall at some point. We knew it was going to happen this year at some point. And, the bye week is the most logical spot if you're not doing it late, late in the year. So I think this makes sense. And I also don't understand why Fitzpatrick was so surprised. This has happened to him a million times when they took Tua fourth overall. He knew it was going to come down at some point this year. So I was a little surprised that he was surprised, but he has been playing well. So your thoughts on uh, your Dolphins heading towards uh, Tua time here. Well, Fitzpatrick was surprised because no one told him it was leaked. He oh. found out how we all found out. Like he was probably just chilling at home or something. And then he, so he found out the hard way. There's, that's why he was like, because he said the, the right things the whole time, every week leading up to this. I'm here to get things ready. I'm here to teach Tua. I'm here to like all these things. And he even said it towards the end of his interview on the situation. But he was, he thought he deserved more respect than that. I agree he did. I thought he's been playing good enough football to get blindsided like that. I agreed, and that's why Flores is really ticked off because he's trying to find the leak. He said there's a leak in our locker room, and he wants to know who they are. Like Flores is ticked, and so that's a whole other thing which makes me concerned because I thought the Dolphins were getting running the right way, and that leaves a little to be desired. But to, to, the, to the situation that you asked about, I like Fitzpatrick. I thought it was early for Tua, but again, if they're bringing him in, he's ready. The idea right. was after the bye week, which was supposed to be week 10 or 11 until the Patriots screwed all that up. But so it came a little earlier now. It's going to be fine, but it's one of those that Fitzpatrick, I hope he's, you know, he can have his little downtime here, but then start getting ready to go. Because if two is not ready or something, God forbid, happens, he needs to be ready to keep going because his team can make the playoffs. So keep it going in the right direction. But I am, I'm excited to see two. I really am. It just sucks because I like Fitzpatrick. I had a little, not, not a Tannehill love for Fitzpatrick, but I appreciate it, guy. <laughs> not a Tannehill love. For Fitzpatrick. All right. I mean, if you say so, you know, uh, I, I think I think you might have a Tannehill love for Fitzpatrick. But uh, I mean, we had Sigmund Bloom on last week and he, he was just talking him up and talking him up. I'm sure you enjoyed that. Let's get one game in here uh, before we hit the break. We got about a minute and a half. Let's go Detroit at Atlanta. Atlanta is favored by two. The over is 55 and a half. Bubba, what are you uh, taking in that game? Detroit at Atlanta. I'm going to take Detroit in this one because, yes, Atlanta got it done last week with the new coach and play and all that good stuff. But uh, I think the Detroit team is actually a lot better than them. So I'll take Detroit, and I'll take the over in this one as Matty Stafford and Matt Ryan will have some fun this weekend. I set the over-under on touches for DeAndre Swift at 15 and a half. 
I'll take the over. I was going to say 15. So I'll take the over because <laughs> I think I, I think they really do want to start getting him the football, and they should really want to get him the football. So give me a, give me the over on that. You know what makes me want to do more prop bets this year now that I just saw you just shrink when I said 15 and a half. He, he just shrugged his shoulders, everybody, because we can see each other while we're doing this. He was like, ah, like I can but- hear it. The, you know. the number on top of my head was 15 the whole time. He said 15 and a half. I'm like, oh, I can't take the under on that. I can't take the <laughs> so under on that. You said Detroit in the over, correct? Detroit in the over. All right. Well, we are going to be right back after this break with all of the action for week seven, all the rest of the action for week seven. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Welcome back, everybody. It's in this league on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Follow us on the Twitter at Bobby Sports. Me at the entrance. Or Bubba at Is It the Welsh. For the Welsh, Bubba and I are going over these bets for week seven. We took Detroit in the over on the very first one. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cleveland is favored by three and a half. Fifty and a half is the over. The big question here, Bubba, is are you burned from uh, Mr. Burrow? the other week not uh hitting against the spread or are you going to be betting for mr burrow again because you do have a major major man crush on this guy well last time i checked mr burrow got back in the right column after the ravens game so mm-hmm. we're, in, we're in the positive there so he's only got one loss against the spread this year so i think i'm justified in my man crush but um we're gonna go with, with mr burrow plus three and a half you can actually take cincinnati to win outright in this one if you'd like i think they're gonna win at home um, you won't see the escalator of shame on this one. But um, with, with the issues with the Baker Mayfield and company, give me a Cincy plus three and a half and give me the over. We saw these guys shoot it out on uh, Thursday night football. There's going to be some points in this game. I went Cincy, but I did take the under because I think Baker Mayfield's banged up. OBJ hasn't been playing well. But Landry's got the ribs. Chubb is out. So I, I took the under in this one, but I also went with Cincinnati and I went with Cincinnati straight up as yes, well like so it. uh very very nice pick uh carolina at new orleans new orleans by seven and a half 51 is the over in that game it's the tough one but uh i'm gonna go carolina plus seven and a half i think they'll keep it within a touchdown in this one and i'll take the over because i think carolina's offense can do enough to keep scoring give me like a 31 24 type football game you can take carolina on the road against new orleans uh and the Saints are coming off a bye. Yes. Yes, I am. I actually am going to do that. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm just uh, making sure I'm trying to trying to convince you to come over to my side. I took New Orleans in the under. Uh, I think they're going to be prepped for this game. And Michael Thomas may still not play. Like, this isn't a disciplinary thing. But uh, I, I don't know. I 
Alvin Kamara everywhere in DFS this yes. week. That's what I'll say. All the Kamara, and then I think Carolina stacks in play, but you don't like Carolina. I do. Really? So just, I, 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 th- I like what they're doing there. I, I like Teddy B. I like uh, Anderson and more. I got, I'm a fan of what they got going on there. I like them too, but what I'll say is I don't like them I, on the road against a divisional opponent coming off a bye. There's not so, 50,000 fans in New Orleans like usual. There's not, but uh, but I still uh, – I so the home field advantage may be less, but they're still playing the Saints coming off a bye, and the Saints are a better team. Uh, Buffalo at the New York Jets. This line moved uh, a lot, actually. It's uh, Buffalo by 12. It was 13.5 earlier, so apparently money has been going towards the Jets for some ungodly reason. Arnold's back, everybody. <laughs> yeah. 45 <laughs> is the over. Uh, where are you going in this game? I am going far away from this game. Because um, <laughs> I have to pick a team. I said all that trash, but I'm going to take the Jets plus 12. Oh. Like it's, This is horrible. Not, just don't bet this game, please. Um, give me Jets plus 12 and give me the under 45. Uh, all right. I went... Uh, I went Buffalo in the over. I think this is where we get Josh Allen to get out of his slump. Uh, but Pisa P also took the Jets, so I'm not surprised. That's a big spread for the NFL. It's, it's, you know. too, it's too big where, you know, Buffalo, they run the clock so much, you know, a fumble here or there. It's just, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Jets, but it's not a game I'm confident in at all. And Josh Allen has not looked good recently either, no. so I understand it, but I can't. Uh, they just got smacked by your Dolphins 24-zip. Couldn't put a point up. I I hate the Jets, but I'm I'm with you. This is a tough one to bet. Uh, Dallas uh, on the road against the Washington football team. I almost said it. Uh, Dallas by one. Forty six is the over. And look, I think you're gonna see a lot of what you saw on Thursday night football in this game too, because the NFC East is patheticsville this year. It is awful so who wins this game and are you going over or under here i'm gonna go over 46 and now for the fifth straight game the dogs are barking give me washington plus one so aka washington outright um the the uh, red rifle it's, it's not gonna go well for him riverboat wrong gets the w in washington this is uh this is gonna be a dicey week for you and me we're on one over under the same beautiful it was, it was detroit and atlanta you are better. <laughs> you're better than I am this year on over unders, but um, we don't need to talk about last week. It's cool. Yeah, last week wasn't great. Uh, I'll just throw that out there. Uh, but but and I was 500 last week, so we'll see if I can get back to five. Last three weeks, I'm one game under, so I haven't been terrible. But for the season, I'm not great. Uh, Green Bay is on the road against the Texans. They are favored by three and a half points in that one, Bubba. Where do you see uh, that one going at 57, the biggest over of the week? First off, we'll take the over because neither team's going to play great defense. Green Bay's defense isn't bad, but Houston will put up points. We've seen that. We're on two over-unders this yes, week we'll, together. We'll take the over in this one. I'm really looking forward to this game for DFS and many other purposes. But uh, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know about you guys, but uh, when you get embarrassed on national TV like that, I'm, I'd, I'd hate to be Houston. And their defense is very bad. Tannehill just split them apart. Green Bay is going to win this by at least a touchdown. So Green Bay minus three and a half. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I like what Houston's doing since Bill O'Brien's gone. They're playing better, but uh, 
angry Aaron Rodgers you don't want to face. So hopefully uh, you can get someone like Nautikum Sue. Maybe J.J. Watt gets in his face or something. But I think those guys are probably buddies. Yeah. Uh, P- Pittsburgh at Tennessee in the COVID makeup game. Uh, Tennessee by a point and a half. 50 and a half is the over in that one. Give me the over 50 and a half. I think it's going to be a very fun kind of back and forth. I guess he both did like a 35-31 type game or something. Uh, but give me Tennessee at home. Uh, I think it's a really tight game. Like I was giving you, you know, a hard time earlier. I would not be shocked if Pittsburgh won this game. I guess it should be a really tight game where kind of last team with the ball wins type thing. Yeah. Give me Tennessee. Give me the over. It's a coin flip game. I, and I'm actually – I'm good with starting a lot of these guys in DFS on both sides because – uh, Tennessee matches up well with Pittsburgh. Uh, Tannehill, number one against pressure. Pittsburgh brings the most pressure, so they should still be scoring. I'm with you, and no one can stop Derrick Henry. It doesn't matter. So um, how about the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Chargers? Seven and a half is the spread in the Chargers' favor, and 49 is the over on that one. I really don't like taking this big of a spread, but give me Herbert minus seven and a half. I like the kid. He's legit. I was not a big fan of his. In the draft, at least not. I thought he'd take him more time to develop. He's been awesome. This Jacksonville defense is not great. Uh, give me the Chargers big, and I'll take the over because Minshew will kind of backdoor the over somehow, but Chargers in the over. Minshew has looked pretty bad recently. Yeah, I mean, I, the fantasy numbers, man. He's been a, at least a QB, like the QB 11 through 13 in all but one game this year, that Thursday night game. Yeah, the Jerome Robinson has, has also gone way yeah. downhill. So um, I think since that Thursday night game, you know, he's still putting up decent fantasy numbers, like you said. Garbage but time. Yeah, yeah. Garbage time for Minshew for sure. Uh, but that's all he's been good at. Kansas City on the road against the Denver Broncos. They're nine and a half point favorites. This one slipped a little bit too. 45 and a half is the over in that game. How do you see that one going? Over 45 and a half. I'm taking way too many overs this week. Over 45 and a half, but give me Denver plus nine and a half at home. Kansas City's been good, but they've been they've shown some weaknesses here and there. Divisional game. Denver coming off that big win against New England, they'll cover nine and a half. You have one under, by the way, so far. And that's yeah, Buffalo, not, not positive here. Buffalo and the Jets. This one uh, looks like a Patheticsville game. The Niners on the road against the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are favored by two and a half. That's actually bumped up from one and a half. 43 and a half. Neither one of these teams looked great last week. Um, what do you think? Well, I mean, the Niners won, but what do you think on that one? Uh, I'm going to take New England minus two and a half. And give me the under 43 and a half in this one. I think it's an ugly game back and forth. They'll take Kittle out of it. So Garoppolo won't know what to do with himself. Give me the uh, New England in the under. This one I'm running away from. I don't want any part of betting this game at all. Uh, you know, New England could show up and throw for a million yards. Uh, you know, Cam Newton could be great. Jimmy Garoppolo could be on fire and zipping balls to Debo and Ayuk and all those guys and Kittle, obviously. Or, this could be 10 to three and I wouldn't be shocked. So I'm, I'm running away from this game. I do not want any part of it. Uh, Tampa Bay and the Raiders uh, at the Raiders. This one got uh, unflexed. This was a Sunday night football game and they bumped Arizona Seattle to Sunday night football because there's some COVID issues. I don't know. I don't think flexing was available quite yet. Maybe it was, but I think this was done more because the Raiders have, uh, a couple of COVID issues. And, you know, the NFL missed Thursday night football last week. They don't want to miss Sunday night football. No more primetime misses yep. for them at all. Um, but four and a half, uh, Tampa Bay's favorite on the road in Vegas. 52 and a half is the over. How do you see that one going, Bob? 
Tampa Bay in the under. Uh, with no offensive line for the Raiders, you just could get ugly in a hurry. Tampa Bay under. I think I think they'll get some of those guys back. It's still, I think it's early enough in the week for them to get some negative tests and stuff. So hopefully the Raiders get some of those guys back and they're not all patchwork. Um, but I took Tampa Bay also. So, I mean, I just think they're the better team anyway. Uh, the Sea Chickens on the road against the Desert Chickens in the Cardinals. Seattle by three and a half is the spread 55 and a half. This is a lot of people. I mean, what's game of the week here, Bob? Is it this game or is it Pittsburgh and Tennessee? Because those are the two that have been mentioned as game of the week. Pittsburgh, Tennessee has a playoff feel to it. So I'd say game of the week there. Seattle, Arizona should be a pure video game. Awesome. Yeah. To it. <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. It's uh, Seattle by three and a half, 55 and a half. How do you see that one going? Seattle in the over. It's going to be one of those. It's going to be fun back and forth. But, you know, Kyler has been a l- shown a little too much weakness at times. So Seattle over. I think the Monday night football game Sucks. is the most interesting betting game of the of the week. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, look, I'm glad I'm doing Monday night football with Bogman on, on our Patreon as well. So I can have other people to enjoy this miserable game with. Just like I did Thursday night football. It's always a lot of fun. We just talk about whatever's happening. We do some starts and sits, you know, Monday night, we do more waiver pickups. We talk about that during the game and stuff. We talk about TV shows, whatever comes up, you know, it's a lot of fun, but um, this game, Chicago at the Rams, the Rams are favored by six 44 and a half is the over. I think picking this game is one of the most difficult ones of the week. What are you going with here? It is very tricky, but I'll take the Rams minus six. And I'm going to take the under in this game. Very ugly game. Rams probably win it by 10, but it's nothing pretty at all. Yeah, I and I uh, said, do not bet this game at all. Uh, this is not a game I would touch. And I know a lot of people are. You're trying to make up your money on Monday. Save the Sunday night game for that. I Because I, I'm with Bubba, Seattle, and the over on that game. So I'm with you on that one. I am completely opposite with you on this uh, Monday night football game. It's not because I don't like the Rams. I really like the Bears defense. Uh, I think the the Bears play great defense. That's why I also have I have the over because I think I think the Rams are going to score a little bit. I think the Bears can score too on this Rams defense. You know, as long as Foles can avoid Aaron Donald most of the night. You know, we know Aaron Donald's going to get his. He's probably going to get his two or you know maybe even three sacks. But if he doesn't bury Foles on one of those and he stays upright. I, I think I think the Bears can pull this game off. Straight up, I think they could pull this game off. I it makes I, for a wild Monday night if it happens. I would not bet it. Like I said, I wouldn't bet it, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bears win this game. I think a lot of people disrespecting the Bears in their five and one record. So uh we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna play some endless love, end it out, and get Bubba's three team parlay. We'll be right back after this break. It's in this league on the sports grid and the Mightier ten ninety in San Diego. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com in this league 
I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to In This League. In the dark. Welcome back, everybody. Endless love playing. You guys know what that means. It is the end of the three-hour tour here for In This League on the Sports Grid. Please follow us all on Twitter, at Bogman Sports for myself, at BD Entry for Baba, and at Is It The Welsh for The Welsh. And please check out the ITL Patreon, patreon.com slash ITLarmy. Uh, the Welsh has got, he's putting together for November. Uh, well, he's already got his updated minor league ranks and he's uh, got initial baseball rankings as well. I do Thursday night football and Monday night football streams. Most weeks uh, we got two to three secret shows a month for you up there. Um, we answer questions for football all the time. You have group me uh, room access with us. You can ask us questions whenever you want. Plus get everybody else's opinion. Who's in there. A lot of fantasy nerds like us in there. It's a lot of fun to enjoy. So Bubba, your three-team parlay this week. What's it going to look like? Cincinnati plus three and a half because they won that one outright. Uh, yeah, you never thought you'd see the Bengals in a parlay, but here we are. Um, <laughs> Green Bay, Houston over 57. Tennessee, Pittsburgh. Tennessee, what? Oh, sorry, Green Bay, Houston over. I'm writing it down as you're going. Over 57. And then Tennessee, Pittsburgh over 50 and a half. Tennessee, Pittsburgh over 50 and a half. All right. So it's Cincinnati plus three and a half. Green Bay, Houston over, which is the biggest of the week at 57. And then 50 and a half in the Pittsburgh, Tennessee game. You want the over in that. Those are some good ones. Uh, I, I like those overs in particular. And you've, you know, everyone's been better than me on over unders this this year, which is funny because I'm doing okay in my fantasy leagues, um, which is weird because you'd think if you're missing game script and hitting over and under, you're probably not playing fantasy well. But I have I, I'm five and one and four and two in majority of my leagues. Hey, so, Terry McLaurin's a good fantasy player. The, the football team still stinks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very true. Very true. So, you know, you take what you can get. I'll take any silver lining in 2020 I can possibly get. It's so effed up. I hate this year. Let's yes. get to January, everybody. Let's just get there. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for us. We will see you guys next week. I hope you guys win all your fantasy leagues, all your bets, all that stuff. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you next Saturday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.